Why are pediatricians recommending the COVID vaccine for children five and up? Kids are part of the community and they can spread COVID. We're seeing both healthy children getting sick from the virus as well as children with underlying health conditions. They can easily bring the virus home to other people that are vulnerable and make them sick as well. It's essential that your children get vaccinated to protect them, to protect your families, and to protect those in the community around you. Learn more at michigan.gov slash kids COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Blog Talk Radio.
deep waters to the flood overflow I am. Man is weary of his crime, and I chose his dry. I see what I wait for, I am For they that hate that and I will draw the cause of more than the ears of I They that will destroy I be my enemies wrong are mighty. Then I restore that evil which I desire. But that know the foolishness of man, and all man sins are not hidden from them. Let not them that wait upon thee, O Lord God, not the fire of our armies be shared. Let not those that seek thee be confounded for thy sake. Oja, Rastafari, Emmanuel, Israel. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to the Truth to Power show. And my name is Beverly D. And tonight we have Brother Robert X out of Chicago, Illinois, and uh, he is doing a series with us. And tonight we are on part three. And as always, Robert X is bringing us a lot of uh, enlightening information. And this series that he is giving us is about the alchemy, uh, the salt, uh, the squaring, the cube. I mean, it is just so much information. Uh, so if you have missed uh, the other two uh, parts, that the other two shows that we did, you can go back and listen to them in the archives. It's always good to have Brother Robert X on. Uh, he is uh, always giving us a lot of his wisdom. He breaks it down that we can understand this. He gives us a lot of enlightenment. So it's a pleasure. Brother Robert X, as always, thank you. We appreciate you. Hotel Sister Bear, well, you know how it goes without saying I appreciate you uh, and the family, Hotel family. Thank you, thank you. So uh, this is so interesting, as always, um, what you have been talking about over the last two other forms here. And um, where where did we leave off, and where are we starting tonight? Well, we we're going to it's going to be interesting, sister. Uh, but I, I must I must add something real quick here to the mix. Okay. Uh, uh, relative to uh, the situation that's going on in Russia, uh, yes. we did a form yesterday uh, called "From Russia with Love," and you know it's kind of like a takeoff for that old. Uh, White Supremacist James Bond series uh, where one of the uh, villains uh, happens to be this white woman who has the persona of a Nazi uh, and she's sent on a mission uh, to prevent James Bond uh, from getting this piece of technology uh, that the uh, British have been trying to get for some time. And so uh, you can take that movie and directly align it with what we see going on in Ukraine today, uh, where these militaristic women, uh, Victoria Newland, uh, who made the FU uh, designation, uh, caught on tape and subsequently played for the whole world to see that they were, in fact, manipulating the entire situation in Ukraine. Uh, but that's the more physical aspect of what's going on uh, with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, There's a metaphysical part that goes along with it as well, and it revolves around uh, a group of pyramids uh, that were found right off the coast of Crimea uh, in the Black Sea where Russia houses their fleet. 
Now, what's significant to these with these pyramids is the fact that they're supposed to be 65 million years old. They, they claim that they're the oldest pyramids uh, thus far found on the planet, and that uh, they have a flat top, like there is no capstone. You might recall, sister, um, I mentioned the fact that uh, Obama and some of the world leaders went to a nuclear summit in uh, not Norway, the, the Netherlands. Okay. And in the in that summit, all of the participants, with the exception of Obama, wore a, a, a lapel pin in the shape of a pyramid. He wore the American flag. Uh, mm. The other thing was that they had a holographic projection of a pyramid at that conference in the middle of the table, in the middle of the of a round table, was this pyramid floating in air. Now, what's significant is that to that is that it too uh, did not have a capstone on it. Uh, and when we look in Bosnia, a few years ago, sister, I wasn't aware of this. Um, they found a series of seven at the beginning pyramids underwater. In the pier- they said that the they found a creature buried beneath the pyramid, which Ooh. lets you know that they've already been inside it. Now this is underwater, and that the creature wore a crown on his head. It was a mummy, and that. The creature was 1.3 to 1.4 centimeters long. Now, what's significant in that is that the the uh, the measurement really adds up to pi. 1.3 oh. one four, because you can take the one and look at it geometrically and make it a point in front of the three. Which gives you uh, three one four. That's pi. And I say this is unbelievable. Now these it could have been one point six, one point two, one point anything. Why one point three, one point four? And the other significant thing, sister, was that uh, scientists have found that these pyramids uh, are projecting three frequencies from the pyramid. And they don't know where this energy source is coming from. All they know is from from these pyramids, they're getting uh, three rays going up into the air, giving out three frequencies. Now, I just found that interesting because that's the first place that uh, Putin went to annex to prevent the United States uh, and its Zionists. I shouldn't let's just say to prevent the Zionists and this ally, the United States, as opposed to being the other way around, from taking that part of Russia. I just found that extremely significant, sister, that they would find this, this thing up under there that they describe as a creature mm-hmm. with, a, with a crown on his head. Right. And that these pyramids are 65 million years old. Okay? And then they, then they tell us that uh, they found uh, that they are emitting 
three different frequencies, and they don't know where the frequencies are going, how they're going, or what any of that relates to. Again, I find the whole thing quite interesting, sister. Yeah. And that the last little piece was that series in Veterans Today uh, dealing with uh, Marduk supposedly coming back to Africa and that that's why they had the meeting uh, with Nelson, uh, Nelson Mandela's funeral and that uh, in the latest edition uh, of that Veterans Today series, I think it's up to about 13 parts now, uh, the title of that article, and family, you'll find this interesting because remember I told you when I had my abduction experience, the one thing I remember was the them tall white aliens telling me, don't worry, we got this. Mm-hmm. Well, the title of the article is, don't worry, we got your back. Oh, wow. And this is supposed to be what the aliens told Vladimir Putin. And this is why Putin is emboldened to do the things that he's doing. I just find it just unbelievable, sister. Yeah, it is. So seems like I don't all know. the dots are connecting. Yes, yeah, and, and and from my perspective, they seem to be big dots. I yeah. mean, these not little dots that you got to strain your eyes to see. Because when I shoot, showed the people this yesterday, it's it's just it's mind blowing. I mean, you. You can say that, as we said last week, sister, you can say some things may exist in the realm of being coincidence, but what I see is things coinciding. I don't right. see coincidence anymore, and I haven't seen coincidence in quite a few years. So that's just another in a series from day to day. And I, I've, some of my people sent me articles, one having to do uh, with salt, Okay, that they just they saw uh, right after we got through with the program, mm-hmm. uh, and then today, uh, one of the headline articles in the uh, let's see what is this the uh, the London Telegraph uh, is titled "Salt Levels in Many Foods Unnecessarily High." That's today. Okay. Now you can say, well, they just decided to print an article on salt. Okay, add that to uh, all of these uh, coincidences that keep happening over and over. And when stuff keeps happening, it's not coincidental. Right. Again, these things are coinciding with each other. But beyond that, sister, uh, I think when we stopped the last time, and I'm going to try to get out as much as I can today and, and uh, get to some of the articles so that we can kind of dialogue a little bit more with the people uh, possibly tomorrow. Uh, but I think when we stopped, uh, what were we talking about? Um, I have almost forgotten. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, sister. Uh, I, I'll bet you uh, from Tuesday to Friday, I spent 16 hours a day studying, researching. Okay. Reading. Okay. And... Um, it was just, I, I'm in this mode where apologize to people that I didn't get back to. I know one brother wants me to uh, give him some information on uh, corporations, so I will contact you, brother. I know you know who you are, and I know you're listening, so I will contact you tomorrow. But I, I've been swamped uh, this past week 
and I'm going to be swamped this week, but I will make time uh, to call you probably Tuesday. Need to let that brother know that. But I think when we stopped, sister, uh, we basically had dealt with a little bit of Solomon's temple from the perspective uh, of uh, uh, the the, uh, five extra uh, uh, levels of enlightenment that basically uh, correspond with the enlightenment uh, relative to the uh, chakra system uh, and that those five have been hidden very little have been talked about them uh, but they do right. exist uh, and then we went on to point out that uh, all of these things for the most part uh, are part of an alchemical process of awakening in, in terms of uh, metaphysics and that uh, there appears to be a a synthetical alchemical process uh, that's being, uh, how can I put it, uh, uncovered, unveiled, okay? Uh, and again, family, we need to step back just a little bit because we know this as the rise of the machines, okay? And and that is uh, what we are involved with right now in terms of the creation of the new species where we're going to see clearly that there's a relationship between uh, the robots that are being built today uh, and the construct of the Al, uh, the Anunnaki uh, in ancient times. Uh, so what, I, what I'd like to do, Sister Bev, is to go back yeah. and just quote from two or three of the articles for those people who didn't hear uh, the program we did at the beginning of the year uh, dealing with the rise of the machines. Uh, I'm only going to use three articles. Anybody that wants these or or wants to elaborate on them, you can go back and and check those art. I mean, those uh, programs we did at the beginning of the year, and they'll find many, many, many more articles uh, to basically amplify what I'm talking about here. Okay, uh, one of the articles in, is entitled uh, "Could Robots Have Sex?" Uh, experts believe machines could reproduce with each other and even humans within 30 years, and that's from the London Daily Mail, the London Daily Mail, uh, for uh, January the 22nd, 2014. Uh, one of the things that they well, – let me go back here. Here's what they say here. They say uh, artificial intelligence engineers believe that robots can sex with each other to, to evolve and produce superior offspring. Another told the Mail Online – uh, that mating robots could exist in just 20 to 30 years, while another uh, authority suggested that machines could, uh, like a 3D printer, okay, because we see these 3D printers being able to produce almost anything. It's going to basically revolutionize everything, okay. Uh, they go on to, uh, to say here that artificial intelligence expert George Zarkadakis believes robots could have sex with each other to evolve and produce superior offspring. Mr. Zarkadakis said robots that are both silicon and carbon-based, silicon and carbon-based, could have sex at a molecular level to produce offspring. Professor Noel Sharkey said robots can be bred by swapping software so that the code used to make robots perform certain tasks particularly well can be combined to create a child so that the code used to make robots perform certain tasks particularly well 
can be combined to create a child. Professor Warwick said breeding with each other could mean robots could evolve at a fast pace. They go on to say this. Mrs. Azarkadakis predicts that humans could even breed with machines to create new hybrid species. Perhaps cyborgs of the future may involve human participation in robot sexual reproduction and the creation of a new hybrid species. And then they close out by saying this. This evolution could happen much faster than with humans, as multiple machines could breed together to produce a super to produce a super offspring and there's no need to wait for their children to grow up before they could reproduce. So if you can imagine uh, a robot orgy, if you will, where where <laughs> all of the participants get pregnant and right. produce themselves. Uh, but anyway, they go on to say Professor Warwick, uh, who works at the University of Reading, said anything is possible. There are already robots with biological brains that mix biological and technological parts. This is not science fiction. Uh, research into creating cyborgs uh, as a result of breeding with robots and creating robots breed with each other depends on social acceptance, Professor Warwick said. Uh, not on uh, whether they can do it or not, but will the people accept this as a part of the norm? And I say, if you accept uh, the current sexual paradigm today as normal, uh, I think that people are so uh, unknowing today uh, that they'll accept almost anything. Uh, the second article is entitled, and this is from the London Telegraph, the London Telegraph for January the 20th, 2014, why robot sex could be the future of life on Earth. Why robot sex could be the future of life on Earth. And very quickly with this one, there's only a small piece in here, I believe. Yeah. says this. On the last page it says, perhaps by exploring and learning about human evolution, intelligent machines will come to the conclusion that sex is the best way for them to evolve. They may opt to simulate sexual reproduction with two or innumerable sexes. Uh, sex, sex would defend them from computer viruses. I don't understand that one because one of the possibilities of sex as humans are viruses. All right. Anyway, uh, they're saying that sex would defend them from computer viruses. I suspect that... Uh, if you get an implant, and it's nothing more than a miniature computer, and it is, in fact, by definition, subject to viruses, uh, then that's the one thing uh, beyond vibrating at a particular level that we could possibly do or control over robots is to be able to, in fact, infect them with a virus, with a computer virus, because they're the epitome of a machine, of a computer. So that's one way you may be able to stop them, okay? But I don't see very much else, uh, and I've not seen movies that uh, show much else. But anyway, they go on here to say, um, perhaps the future of artificial intelligence will be both silicon and carbon-based. Digital brains directing complex molecular structures to copulate at the nanometer level uh, and reproduce. Uh, perhaps the cyborgs of the future may involve human participation 
in robot sexual reproduction and the creation of a new hybrid species. So uh, the last article uh, is entitled Robots to Breed with Each Other and Humans by 2045. Uh, this is from Activist Post. Activist Post. Uh, for uh, what day here? January 2014. They say in this one that what is now being uh, proposed has even more serious ethical and existential implications, and very well could bring about the concept of a true quote master race unquote. Uh, the Wikipedia of robots uh, enables robots to learn from a cloud-based internet sharing system designed only for them. It will resemble a social structure that is decidedly human and that our ability to learn from one another to become more efficient. They go on here to say, if these human desires manifesting among robots doesn't seem worrisome enough, then what about robot sex with humans? There's a parallel ongoing mission to further develop an emotional connection between robots and humans. As robots take on human functions, their humanoid forms are becoming more present in our lives. They close by saying, would humans really want to have sex with robots and be willing to create a hybrid species? Well, I will leave that up uh, to the family to decide that. Uh, I've already made my decision, uh, but that just goes to show you uh, uh, that they are, in fact, uh, using or preparing to create, from an alchemical perspective, uh, a new species uh, that will be far superior to us and probably transcends us, okay? Uh, I think you can call it robot alchemy. You can call it robot alchemy. Uh, it's real, and it's here, and the question is, will they treat us as pets? Or dinner, because remember, family, in the movie The Matrix, the children were being bred to be more or less batteries. They were equated to being like an alkaline battery. Okay, and that's real as well because it's so serious, sister, that they have a a, a new. I don't know if you call it a robot. I guess we can because it's mechanical, but it's a biomass-eating robot, a biomass-eating robot, or let's just say a flesh-eating robot because flesh is biological mass. So they have this new robot. It's called Eater, Eater, E-A-T-R, okay? And this new robot uh is being implemented at the beginning uh, on a mass scale, not either, but the whole concept of of uh, making people obsolete uh, and being treated as nothing more than rubbish. Uh, we can see that happening today, uh, not just in the automobile industry. Uh, that's small change to me. But there's a company mm-hmm. in China that employs more people than any other corporation on the planet. It's called Foxconn. Foxconn. And it's a, a clear example of what's been termed robo, uh, robo-apocalypse, okay? 
uh, and again, it's in an alchemical process uh, towards up called transhumanism. When you hear that term transhumanism, you're really talking about changing mankind. That's alchemy. Okay? Uh, making man become uh, uh, more in line with technology uh, that will be uh, or that will augment or supplement human beings. Uh, Ray Kurzweil and his crowd would call that the singularity. Well, there's a corresponding singularity that's occurring in this age as well, and that is where the Kali Yuga that we talked about and have been talking about for the first two shows, that's where that comes into play. Con, F-O-X-C-O-N-N, Foxconn, the the owner of that particular corporation, uh, was so uh, heinous in his treatment of his employees, of which there are over a million, that the employees would work 12 hours a day under extremely stressful conditions such that they would go up on top of the roof of uh, this corporation and commit suicide. They would jump off the building. So what he did was he put a net around the building. But that didn't stop the people, his employees, from committing suicide. And so he just got fed up with the whole thing. And so what he did was he said uh, within the next couple of years, he's going to replace his entire workforce, one million people, with robots. At ten thousand a week, or something to that effect, and it's already underway as we speak. So I want the family to understand. I don't care what your profession is. Uh, that goes for pro sports and athletics as well, because if augmented person, uh, will I be discriminated against if I can now jump on top of a basketball rim? If I have a 88-inch vertical leap on my jumper, am I to be prevented from playing the game because I'm now handicapped or because I was born blind and now I have augmented eyesight uh, that allows me to see uh, far beyond what other people see? If, If I'm Tiger Woods of the future and have those augmented eyes, Will I be allowed to go on the uh, PGA Tour? Because remember, uh, one of the first advents of this kind of thing was with the uh, the man uh, tennis player who was a doctor, had a sex change, and became Renee Richards. Do you recall that, sister? Mm-hmm. Right, I remember. Prevent it, her, him. I don't know what you would, how you would describe it, uh, but they were trying to prevent it from playing on the women's tour. Controversy, and she won, or it won, or he won. Again, depending on which one you want to use. So they had to let it or him or she play. Well, the same applies if you have been augmented. Uh, to the point that it allows you to do things that other players can't. 
if you can if you can see a baseball as it's making its spin on the way up to the plate, and you can determine whether that spin is going to be a slider or curveball, it allows for you to do adjust your hands uh, to how much power you might have to put on the ball. So there, there are a lot of things, sister, that's not just taking people's jobs at any particular level. We are talking about a total transformation of society. And they kind of gave you a glimpse of that in the movie I, Robot. Yes, and, and many others, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. And we're going to, I think, uh, the new movie with, um, oh, what's the guy from 21 Jump Street? You know I'm going way back here, right? <laughs> uh, I can't think of his name, um uh, Played in the recent uh, uh, the recent movie. Well, anyway, he he supposedly dies, and uh, now he's become a computer uh, generation based on his thinking being downloaded into the computer. Johnny Depp. That is correct. Yeah, I think that movie just came out the other day. So uh, I would encourage everybody to check that out because. That too is real, and these movies are going to be coming out on a monthly basis here, probably all the way until the end of the year. Uh, all of them are sci-fi in nature, uh, but they are they are predictive. They're part of predictive analytics, so they're basically programming us to, to prepare ourselves to accept these things as a part of the norm. So that's why you see all these science fiction movies now. Uh, but uh, this article, sister, is entitled Robot Alchemy, Android, Cyborgs, and the Magic of Artificial Life. Robot Alchemy, Androids, Cyborgs, and the Magic of Artificial Life. It's from kickergrail, kickergrail.blogspot.com for May 2013. Kickergrail, T-I-C-K-E-R-Grail, Here's what they say in this article, very briefly. They say here, Foxconn is the world's largest electronics manufacturer. It makes products for Apple, Intel, Sharp, Amazon, Dell, Cisco, Microsoft, Motorola, and Hewlett-Packard. There's factories throughout the world. Uh, its Chinese factory, uh, Zhangzhou, uh, has over 450,000 workers employed there. Uh, uh they go on to point out that uh, terrible terrible conditions led to mutinies, even suicides. Nets had to be installed. Many workers were going to the top of the building just jumping off. Terry Gow, the president of Foxconn, was forced to do something about it. He brought in robots, uh, uh, also loudly announced that he would replace over one million workers over the next three years. He's going to replace one million in over the next three years. So it lets you know that they had the capacity to do this on a large scale fairly quickly. Okay? But they go on to say this. This process of thinning out the population has already begun. It's the reason the elite are now promoting depopulation and global warming. Uh, I call this process robot alchemy. They say Dr. David Hansen, 
founding president of Hanson Robokine, Inc., calls the new robot genius machines and that they will constitute an entirely new species. They go on to say the truly interesting question is what happens after we have truly intelligent robots. If we're lucky, if we are lucky, they'll treat us as pets. If not, they'll treat us as food. Quote, unquote. That's Dr. David Hansen, the founder and president of Robokine, of Hansen Robokine, Inc. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Dr. Sappho. Dr. Sappho, one of his uh, colleagues from Stanford University. But suffice it to say, we're talking about people who may be considered uh, uh, the intellectuals who are saying that the robots will possibly look at us as pets or food. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I ain't in the FM, so I can't conceive of myself with a leash around my neck, uh, which means I'll probably be on the menu because I'm going to fight back if I'm able. Okay? So that just that's just part of what robo-alchemy Oh, one last piece here in this, this same article, one last piece I almost forgot. They say in the early stages of this robotics process, robots will replace you and me. Humans who object, who cry out for people's rights, will become the enemy. The elite will first use robots to track the sinners and kill them. Then they will kill every useless eater in existence. Next will come the hour of the robots, when robots achieving consciousness and self-awareness will turn on their would-be masters. That's what happens in the movie I was, uh, that's also due to come out later uh, uh, this summer uh, with the white girl who was the voice in the movie Her. Uh, she's first a robot, and then she becomes sentient. I, don't, I forget the name of that one, too. Maybe somebody in the chat room could can help us out, but these are just movies to look forward to seeing because they're going to basically mimic what, what's coming. But anyway, I, they close by saying this in this article. Lethal robots already exist. Hundreds have been murdered by robotic drone aircraft. The U.S. military has developed the Eater robot, E-A-T-R robot, designed to run on biomass designed to run on flesh. The inner robot will eat sticks, leaves, and dead human bodies for energy. The U.S. military has developed hunter-killer hunter robots that use facial recognition software and smell to identify and pick human targets out of a crowd. So, family, uh, we headed that way. Uh, we in the middle, or let's just say not the middle. I would say, uh, surveying the landscape, we're about 20% into this. But everything is accelerated. So it won't take very long to implement the other 80%. But we're right there. And this is why much of what's going on around us uh, is being perpetuated 
uh, with robot movies and technology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for those people who think that the technology uh, will, in fact, serve you, uh, most of the people in this country and on this planet are catching hell. I don't think they're going to be able to afford to do very much in terms of augmentation. Those people who can afford this will be able to access this. But for the rest of us, we'll have to be like the phoenix arising from the ashes. Uh, We won't have very many opportunities to do anything outside of that. But I think suffice it to say, sister, that uh, these elite people, uh, and we kind of chronicled this uh, in dealing with Dogon, uh, where we pointed out that they claim to be from this serious star system and that that's why they've taken a designation upon themselves as blue bloods. And that, but they think that uh, they have uh, extraterrestrial origin uh, and they're continuing an agenda that's basically as old as they are. This is not new. This is a very old agenda. And that, that agenda involves depopulating the planet. That's what it is. That's at the top of their agenda. And that we can't and shouldn't uh, overlook the relevance of precious metals and uh, and currency, uh, which is a part of their control grid. Now, I hope everybody understands what I'm saying here. But in case you don't, here's two articles, Okay. This article is entitled The Failed Alchemical Process of America. And this article is extremely interesting because it, it attempts to get you to believe something without actually documenting it, okay? Uh, and this is, you can basically put this in the realm of uh, Masonic doctrine, uh, which is a hybrid, if you will, a form of the ancient Kemetan sciences, okay? It's a hybrid. It's not the true form, all right? Uh, But this article is from Philosophy of Metrics, Philosophy of Metrics, all one word, dot com, for February the 3rd, 2014. And it starts out, a very interesting person that many of the Masonic brothers out there will know what I'm talking about because it happens to be the youth organization of the Masonic Lodges today is called the Order of de Molay. The Order of de Molay after Jacques de Molay, uh, who was burned at the stake uh, uh, by the church and the crown uh, for being a heretic, according to them. Okay, But in this article, here's what it says. Uh, they open up with a quote, Jacques de Molay, thou art of end. The crowd roared, and they're talking about what was going on when they hung him. Oh, I'm sorry, beheaded him. They cut his head off. Anyway, they say the chant began on the 21st day in January, 1793, in Paris, France, which just happens to be yours truly's birthday. I don't know why they would do that on, you know. I guess maybe they had me in mind, because I know there's some people out here today, sister, that would like nothing better than to cut my head off. <laughs> anyway. Is that another coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, they say here it 
this momentum would take the world through many revolutions and the end of numerous monarchies, his echo can still be heard today in the bell of the stock market. Still be heard today in the bell of the stock market. Jacques de Molay was the great grandmaster of the Knights Templars. The history of the world is better understood as the movement of armies to affect the movement of gold. The mission of the Templars to dig underneath the ruins of Solomon's Temple becomes evidently uh, evidentiary of another historical gold theft. This gold was shipped back to the Templar stone vaults in Europe and supported the banking system of the day. Uh, the predecessor to the modern form of banking that would march on the world for centuries. And that's interesting, sister, from, from, and family from two points. One, every country that these humans that are in, in control now, I'm talking about these Zionist Jews, and by the way, no matter what you look in Russia, on both sides, that's what you find. Uh, you find uh, one group of Jews in Russia fighting another group of Jews that we know as Zilkons here. Here, uh, fighting against the oligarchy there. If you look at Ukraine, you've got Jewish oligarchs in Ukraine fighting against Jewish oligarchs in Russia. So no matter which which side of this thing you look on, that's who be, who's behind the whole thing. Okay, again, much of what we talk about has to deal with yesterday and today. It's not just yesterday; today too. Okay, because the same process is repeating itself because the same people are in power. They've never been removed from power because they have a tendency of financing both sides in conflicts. So no matter who wins, they win. And so I hope that this time uh, they're not positions of authority anymore. They have to be removed, and their system of controlling people, which is primarily capital-based, okay, needs to be removed as well. I think people need to exist on this planet without currency. I mean, that's, that was always my ultimate goal in terms of, 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 of getting people to focus on economics in order to neutralize its effectiveness, effectiveness uh, over the people. And that's extremely important. I won't elaborate on it, but it's a concept that I've had for quite some time. Uh, you have to use it. Uh, in order to make it obsolete, because then you have a uh, a bully pulpit in which to show the people the dangers of this reliance on currency as a means of or measure of value, because whoever controls that can control whether you are valuable or not. And this is why, sister, I've taken and family a vows of poverty. And this is why I've determined that I'm going to stay poor when I didn't necessarily have to uh, for the rest of my life because I'm trying to show African people that you cannot, you cannot make judgments, value judgments on people based on this thing that we call money. You cannot do that uh, because they could dress up a fool in a suit and you'll follow them simply because they've been marketed to you who really know what's going on because they've made it uh, an occupation studying what's going on. We've been taught not to listen to those people because their value is is, is writ large in currencies. And I'm saying we, we've got to break through that 
because they've created this artificial construct that creates artificial people that they call stars and superstars and all this other fake reality stuff. So if you accept that as a part of your reality, then it's easy to sell you basketball-wise and, and uh, uh, what is it, the other one with Kerry Washington Scandal. It's easy to sell you that. It's easy to sell you that because if you buy that, you buy anything. And that's why the reality of black people is becoming nothing more than a reality TV, a game show. Because you don't take yourself seriously, why should anyone else? <laughs> I mean, it's real. It's very rare, sister and family, that I talk to a black woman. I've never watched one word of this television series called Scandal. Not one word. I don't know anything about it other than what people tell me. But I can't go up to a black woman who can't tell you every single word, every single thing that's going on in it. It has nothing to do with reality unless you're going to look at the life of Barack Obama. (laughs) (laughs) No, with Kerry Washington and Miriam Kerry. (laughs) Right, right. Anyway, uh, they go on in this article. I'm getting off my off my square again, but let me let me go on here. They they go on here to say, and this is where some of the other research that we've done comes in, Sister Bear. It, it says here in the porch of Solomon's temple were two pillars called Bose and Yakim. Yakin. Bose and Yakim are extremely important symbols in Freemasonry, and I thoroughly disagree with this. This is where the Masonic thing. Uh, at least this particular writer didn't get it quite right. Uh, but I use this to illustrate where some Masons are as opposed to uh, doing further research and finding out what this stuff really represents, okay, outside of the Masonic paradigm. They go on here to say the purpose of Freemasonry is the reconstruction of the temple. The reconstruction of the temple is a process. Then they say this. But the temple is not uh, a physical building, nor is it the body you now reside in. See, that's why I beg to differ with him. It's mm-hmm. obvious that he hasn't done that much research in this. He's just gone off on the Masonic thing. They say here, the legend of Solomon's gold, a gold became lost when the two pillars, Jacques and the Bowles, collapsed, uh, which led to the full collapse of Solomon's temple itself. Let's theorize that Solomon's temple was symbolic of the, the money creation system, and the gold in the vaults underneath the temple was to support that same monetary system. Assume that the Knights Templars, 2,000 years later, found that gold underneath the temple during the Crusades and brought it to Europe uh, to fund a new monetary system. Uh, then they say, uh, before long, the monar- monarchies in Europe were threatened by the Templars, and that most kings were indebted to the banks uh, that the Templars represented. That's absolute fact, okay, as one who studied inside the lodge myself. Uh, that's true. But anyway, they're going to say, debt-ridden King Philip IV of France and Pope Clement V, who uh, conspired to arrest the Templars, uh, who were executed for heresy. Uh, they say mass arrest was planned and orchestrated on Friday the 13th, October 1307. That's where the bad luck with Friday the 13th originates, okay? 
They go on here to say that Templars had been tipped off in advance and moved their goal. Jacques de Malay was later killed under the Inquisition, the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, so when this banking system overthrew the monarchy during the French Revolution, it served as a template for further revolutions. Uh, the date is now September 11, 2001. The two towers of the World Trade Center collapsed. Uh, it's already been researched and suggested that the two are symbolic of the two pillars in Solomon's temple, Yachin and Bose. Uh, again, this is from his perspective, and it's uh, Masonic in origin, but they just go on to close out by saying this, and I found this extremely interesting. They say the process of turning these base metals into gold is the secret of alchemists down through the ages. The process is symbolic of the process man must take on his journey from his birth into the physical world to the ultimate conclusion, man's rebirth into the immortal physical body. Like we begin this life as an embryo, so do we, so do we begin the immortal journey uh, as an embryo. Study the anatomy of the human body from an esoteric perspective to realize that the human brain and spinal column is an embryo attempting to become the immortal physical body. It's this body that's referenced in Freemasonry as the building of the temple. And from that, uh, I do agree, okay? <clears throat> They're going here to say there are 33 steps to the alchemical process of growing the physical body into the immortal physical body. There are 33 vertebrae in the human spinal column. Our nervous system is connected to the spinal column and feeds stimuli back to the brain. We are the womb for the embryo, and our five senses are what feeds the embryo's growth. Uh, and, and again, I disagree with that as well because I know for a fact that there aren't uh, many more than five senses. Those are five that's recognized, okay, uh, by the vast majority of people. But you definitely have uh, more than five. Uh, that's not, this is anyway. That's not true either. But anyway, let me go on. They go on here to say uh, matter corrupts the process. Matter corrupts the process. The body we are born in is the base metal. The immortal physical body is gold. The immortal physical body is gold. The stairway to heaven, Jacob's ladder, the Ark of the Covenant, golden fleece, uh, the Knights of the Round Table, are all symbolic of the process of turning base metals into gold or the physical body into the immortal physical body. Now, for me, with that, uh, while I have some problems with that, because he's trying to talk from a spiritual perspective but keep it on a physical level. And I don't know how you can do that. It's almost as if he was straining to keep from saying metaphysical. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens when you get caught in dogma because you'll find people, uh, white scholars, all around black people in ancient Kemet. Like we weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they do it over and over and over because they don't want you to know. But and I don't blame them. As I said before, if if I was them, I wouldn't want you to know either. <laughs> Cuz I know the power that's innate within us. Now I've got one more article sister that that deals with that particular perspective. And this is, again, from one of the older articles. It's from uh, the Spirit of the Scripture, uh, .com. Uh, it's entitled, The Pillars of Jachim and Bowles, Kundalini and Shekinah. Kundalini and Shekinah. S-H-E-K-I-N-A-H, a Jewish word. So, anyway, here's what they say here. And this is referencing the two pillars, Jachim and Bowles. They say the two pillars signify the right hemispheres of the brain. Bold is symbolic of the right hemisphere, associated with the intuitive creative principle. Uh, it represents our higher spiritual natures. The left hemisphere is associated with logic and the intellect. Uh, I also tend to associate this hemisphere with physicality and concreteness. They go on to say, bold symbolizes the animating source energy in creation, the animating energy or source in creation. Yakim not only represents our intellect, but our concrete, physical, earthly nature. Uh, the lower nature is not a negative aspect of creation, just as darkness is not a negative aspect of creation, uh, neither right. is the physical. It is only when the physical aspects of our dual nature do not have a redeemer and guide, a spiritual aspect, uh, myot family, uh, balance becomes compromised. So you must balance the physical with the metaphysical, the physical with the spirit, okay? Uh, heaven and earth, you got to do that. Uh, so they're really talking about, again, the duality, the dual principle, uh, the coming together of feminine masculine energy. That's what those two pillars represent, and that they hold up the world on their shoulders. But, again, because of this synthetic alchemical process we are uh, endeavoring to embark on, uh, what's happening is they're creating synthetic constructs to mimic the reality uh, of what's already been foretold and what's already been studied. That's what's going on because, again, uh, we're dealing with a synthetic human being who uh, can only be what they are. Again, that's why I wouldn't tell you who you were either if I knew the power that you had because you might render me obsolete. So, uh, anyway, they're going here to say, uh, Bose, Simba, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the real significance of these two pillars lies in the space created when the two pillars are esoterically and symbolically one. That's feminine and masculine. These two fem uh, pillars, are, as one, symbolize the pinnacle of man's spiritual evolution, evolutionary journey in, in a physical body. The result is the healed and balanced individual of my again family. Uh, Yakim and Bulls uh, together are symbolic of balance. Equilibrium between the two forces, active and passive, again, masculine and feminine, uh, in creation, male-female, fire-water, spirit-matter, uh, conscious-subconscious, higher and lower nature, uh, man, 
a divine man and earth man, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They close by saying the fusion of the two brings balance between the passive and active forces of duality. So it was important that I bring those back up to show you that in the research, there's a consistent line. There's a consistent line where if you go back and listen to some of them old shows from me and Sister Bev, you will see a consistent line that's leading us up to today. And the movies are not, not outside of that purview. We merely use the movies to show you that there's another synthetic alchemical process that takes place every day in order to get you to think a particular way. It's called Hollywood. Television. It controls your thinking. It basically gives you a false illusion of what is. Those people that they call officials are only official if you designate them as such. Because once you designate them as official, you cease to be official. Your voice ceases to be a necessity. So when we hear this term, public officials, now you get arrested or beat down if you ask them a question that's not part of the script. For instance, don't tase me, bro, for simply asking a presidential candidate about his relationship to secret society. If you have free speech, why the beatdown? Don't tase me, bro. Family. Disorderly conduct is the catch-all in the hood if you say something that police officials don't like, they charge you artificially because you've given them power and authority over you. Their mantra is serve and protect. The reality is a beatdown and neglect. They do not, have not, will not, cannot serve and protect you. And this is why now, sister, as we head into this alchemical process and family, now we see the white people getting beat down all over the country. They homeless, they getting shot, just like black people for many years. But we live in a fake environment, and you've allowed these things to go on with us. Eventually, it comes back around for you. That's what we see going on now. Go ahead, sister. No, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. But so, when you were saying the police, uh, they are supposed to uh, protect and serve, they don't say who they're supposed to protect and serve. That is correct. But it's obvious it's not us that they're talking about. Right. Because I don't know anybody that has a good relationship with police. And people have a family member uh, who are who happens to become one of them. And most of the time, it's not through merit or, or anything like that. It ha- it, they get those jobs because they, ha- they are connected to people. They're family members of cops. And also, you have a patronage system uh, where the Irish used to be policed for many, many years. That was their job. Okay? So you will see Officer McGillicuddy in the movies all the time. You know, this Irish guy. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, they were giving black people a bit. So your officer friendly is not a part of my reality. 
So now Officer Friendly has is, is gotten augmented, and he's beating the hell out of white people. That situation down in a Nevada family is another a clear example of that, Sister Bear, with the mm-hmm. white boy, with the cattle, and they're taking all his cattle and wanting to take his land because that's part of a, a, the confiscation of land to have most people live in uh, small areas on the planet because they're easily controlled. When you right. have people spread out everywhere, it's harder to control them. So you want to put people in, you know, one giant uh, place if you can, and you confiscate the land using Agenda 21 and sustainable development and and uh, the environment and global warming mm-hmm. and climate change and all that kind of stuff. It's all fake phony because all of this is basically geared to move people off the land. In the ghetto, we call it gentrification. But the process is the same. And while they tell people to grow vegetable gardens and things like this, uh, there are many areas, uh, smaller cities in this country, where people grow vegetable gardens and the police, the officials, come by and write you a ticket (laughs) for growing tomatoes. (laughs) Because you must be genetically modified uh, with the seedless stuff. But I warn you, again, this is all alchemy. Alchemy is dealing with seeds. We will come to that shortly. If you eat stuff that doesn't have a seed, you can look for you and yours to be severely hampered by that which has no seed. You will begin not to have no seed, or your seed will become defective. That's what's going on with people and their inability to produce or producing low sperm counts. Now, they don't want to tell you, but I'm telling you, that's the deal. But anyway, uh, as you can see, family, uh, this stuff is interconnected. It's not just one thing. Uh, And if we look, we can even see the rash of banker deaths. All those bankers, uh, and it's still going on, uh, uh, all their deaths are connected to the transhumanist rev- uh, evolution, uh, but it don't exist in no vacuum. I can assure you of that. It does not exist in a vacuum. Um, for instance, let me give you this. And again, it may seem like we're away from alchemy, uh, but we are right on it, as you will soon see. Uh, the title of this article is the Transhumanist Bankers Plan Robotic Future. Transhumanist Bankers Plan Robotic Future is from Zen Gardner, zengardner.com. Okay. Very quickly with this one, because this is a real small one. Yeah, says here, says here, international airports in Britain uh, greet arrivals with HSBC. Family, HSBC is uh, uh sister, do you know what those initials stand for? No, Hong not really. Kong, Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corporation. Okay. So when you hear HSBC talking about Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corporation, uh just quickly, HSBC, one of the founders is the grandfather of uh, the current prime minister of Britain, 
David Cameron, who is Jewish. Now, here's what's important uh, besides that. HSBC was one of the major banks set up to facilitate the money laundering during the heroin trade in China before China won its independence, okay? Lorded over by the British, but specifically a British Jews. Cameron was asked about uh, his connection and his family connection to the uh, opium trade uh, in China and that his grandfather was a part of that. He says he's very, very proud of that. It's like when you ask the Jews and you look at the founding peoples of pornography, you'll find that they're Jews, every single one of them, okay, and that they're very proud of that lineage. So they'll probably be giving out awards at some point when they're able to take over the whole world uh, to each other and to the founders. They may name, you know, a stamp or name a computer after them or something like that, you know. Uh, uh, can, if you can imagine uh, a computer called Screw Us or whatever, you know, it, it's going to have something to do uh, with the founders of the pornography industry. That's why they're pushing it uh, through the computer systems. Uh, but anyway, they're the founders of that. And this HSBC bank uh, in Britain, uh, when you walk through the airport, you can see a wor- the world's bank plastered in signs everywhere, okay? Uh, they go on in this article to point, that, point out that as you walk down the ramp, uh, you'll greet it by HSBC's letters above a picture of a bumblebee. But it had been half-engineered into a bee-bot, a bee-bot. In large letters above this insect appears the words, in quote, in the future, nature and technology will work as one, unquote. They go on to say, officially, nanobots, are no bigger than an actual bee, uh, are capable of flying in your bedroom window and flying out again with photographic data gleaned while hovering around your home. The bots might be capable of dispensing a lethal sting into their victim. Uh, uh, mini mini drone technology whose intended victims are us. Mini drone technology that looks like a bee or a spider or a ladybug or a grasshopper or pick your insect, a fly, pick your insect. Nanobot. HSBC is implicated up to his neck in, of the rotten scams that the banking fraternity has pulled on his customers and is now planting dark message, uh, dark messages into the public mind. How would you describe the conjoining of nature and technology within a living organism for the purpose of advancing the total dehumanization of Homo sapiens? They go on to say, in the case of the bots, a chip instructing its vehicle to carry out covert and overt spying assassination raids on anyone who refuses to be a slave. It's a regime that makes it impossible to make any distinction between engineered animal 
and animalized engines. What we have with HSBC's nanobots is a direct extension of transgenic engineering. Under the surface lies an admission of dark intent by this British bank. The nanobot is an accompaniment of the transhumanist movement. The brain we invent will outperform the one we used to invent or we used to invent it with. Humans will become redundant while soulless automatons that can think and feel that can feel will take over all areas of society. Jaron Lanier, author and inventor of virtual reality, warned that digital infrastructure was moving, quote, beyond human control, unquote. We are 50% down that road. Many have been anesthetized to the point where their actions become out of sync with their brains. So when something shocking is experienced, it is preceded by a certain numbness. We are being moved to the machine state while the machine is being moved to the human state. HSBC is proclaiming the crossing over point, a time when mankind accepted the blue pill. So you can see how we see even the actions of the bankers are being murdered like nobody's business can be put in an alchemical reference in terms of who are the people are financing the move to this new transhumanist paradigm. Like wars, and that's what we're in, family. Like yeah. all wars are financed by banks. They're not financed by individual uh, heads of countries. They're financed by banks. And so it's in the interest. Death is at the uppermost interest of the major banks because that's how they get paid. It may sound funny, but it's real. No, and and also um, I know over uh, Michigan here, they have these satellites that look like it's a star, but it's up there and it's uh, gathering data, taking photos, uh, you know, and and it sits there in that same spot and it it, it looks just like it's a a star. A lot of people don't even pay any attention to it. And I'm with you, sister. As a matter of fact, I have found myself on more than one occasion uh, taking my camera and zooming in Mm -hmm. on what I think to be stars at night. And sometimes they're so bright, okay? Yes. Uh, You you know it's something something wrong with this this whole thing here, okay? Yeah. Uh, You think it's a star because you haven't taken a a close-up look. But with my cameras, uh, I have the capacity to take a close-up of a better view. And you can see clearly uh, that those are not stars. Yes. So what you're saying is here. It's here. Oh, yeah, it's here. It's here. And they're going to speed up the process because one of the byproducts of this technological revolution is speed. And so you see everything speeding up in terms of uh, technological breakthroughs, uh, 
in a minute we're going to be at nano speed. The speed is not going to be calculable because you're going to have to have a new mass to be able to deal with this, and that's part of this alchemical process as well. A new mass will be ushered in, okay? I don't know exactly when, uh, but I'm just following the dots, as you said earlier, and it just stands to reason that at some point uh, the mathematical paradigm is going to change as well. Uh, that's what I. You see. can see that you can see that happening now too, because uh, you talk to people and they like, wow, this month is gone already. You can see mm-hmm. the time is speeding up. Mhm. That is correct. They say what used to be. Well, I can't. I can't remember the quote, so I won't, because it's too finite. Uh, it, but what used to be twenty hours is no more. Um, twenty four hours is no longer twenty four hours, and that's obvious. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, I just need to point out that HSBC, which I consider a symbol of criminality, okay, along with Citibank and Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase and Deutsche Bank and the Bank of London, uh, all those banks and others are all part of this extraterrestrial transition uh, that's basically taking place before our eyes, all of them. And they're all part of that uh, criminal com- complex because you'll find that Many of the major stockholders in the banks are the same people at your major corporations, uh, or that, for instance, uh, Rockefeller. Not he's not just a banker; he owns an infinite amount of other stuff as well. And that if you even look at this guy, uh, Pierre Omidyar, Pierre Omidyar, uh lo and behold, just like Google in Egypt sending their uh, personnel uh, to help facilitate using. Uh, social media to overthrow governments. Uh, we saw that same thing going on uh, in uh, Ukraine, uh, where George Soros and the Open Society and the National Endowment for Democracy and uh, just so the, the Ford Foundation, the Agency for International Development, this, uh, the same characters, but they add more through other people, other billionaires' foundations because it's apparent. Looking at Bill Gates and some of these other people that the government has promised Bill Gates and these billionaires that they put significant portions of their capital into foundations and help them to finance uh, social movements uh, that they are rewarded, okay? Uh, And that's what you see going on. This guy, Pierre Omadier, owns eBay. He's the founder of eBay. He's helping to finance TV, uh, 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 newspapers uh, and other media to overthrow governments. And so he surfaces in Ukraine where uh, Google exec, execs surfaced in Egypt doing so-called color revolution. Uh, they're all fake. It's all fake. But they create reality because they've got the same system when you step outside of what you're being told. When you step outside of it, you see the same thing going on here. The only difference is the population here is armed, so they have to do it incrementally. CBS News just announced this past week, Sister Bear, that mm-hmm. they're going to have a CIA analyst sitting there telling them what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're telling you 
uh, Fox is intelligence. That's Mossad, Fox News. Right. And CNN, you can't hardly look at any of those people and not see intelligence people. I'm talking, it's just, so what I'm, what I'm trying to show, it's the same thing they put in Ukraine, they got here already. It, that process of doing it incrementally is called piecemeal functionalism. Piecemeal functionalism. That's an old political term, but it's still applicable to what's going on today. They do it a little piece at a time, drip, drip, drip. And when you look up, they got the whole thing in place. That's what's going on with your government right now. Why are they telling you to go vote for illegitimate people who are nothing more than fronts for them? The other government is being formed out of Agenda 21. This is alchemy, okay? Because they don't mind burning you up if necessary and then uh, rebuilding what they burn up. That's what you see going on in Libya. Uh, Syria, they totally devastating these so they can go back in later and make money by selling them products to rebuild their own countries. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the process is the same as the phoenix rising from the ashes. Just picture Las Vegas. <clears throat> picture Las Vegas in 1910 and then come look at it today because it was a desert back then. And who is to say that the uh, <clears throat> that the people, the so-called people in charge, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, <clears throat> president and all of the other people, who is to say that they're not robots? Exactly. Well, I'm finding more and more people are coming to that conclusion. You say that you're a nice person, okay? But when I look behind the scenes, you're the head of a mafia family. <laughs> I don't know how you can divorce yourself from what your family is doing in terms of running around doing drive-by shootings. We call them drones, okay? Because they droning people like nobody's business. And the same criminal media that they control uh, basically won't tell you. I'm going to ask the family, when last time you saw a story of drones killing Somalians? But it's going on every day. Every day, not a word, because your me or their media doesn't uh, choose to show you. But sister and family, I'm gonna say this: they have a challenge. They are being challenged, uh, particularly by something called the Council of Twelve. Now, this is from my perspective that this Council of Twelve are black women, okay, or significant number of them are black women, and we call them Anunnaki. Now, that's a switch, okay, from Anu and, and Anlil Anunnaki and that whole thing, because we, we basically look at it from a male paradigm, a male-oriented dominant paradigm, okay? Hang with me here for a minute, because remember, I try to remember the name of the deity associated with Sirius C. And we already established uh, from that history that they said that that was a black star representing women. And like so much other history, they don't want to tell you that that's what they're really trying to say is a black woman. It's like when they say uh, 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 
uh, ancient Egypt or ancient Kemet, they call it the land of the blacks, right? Or the black, right? And then they turn around and associate the blackness with dirt. (laughs) And so it's like the people are green or blue or something, you know? (laughs) So I ain't never seen a country to name themselves after dirt. Because <laughs> dirt is uniform all over the planet. So why would you name yourself after dirt? It just makes no sense, but you know, it's just another part of the whole white supremacist complex, okay? But that's what's going on here. And that this Council of Twelve is here for what's called uh, the event. The event. And so the next question becomes, for me, who the hell are the Anunnaki? Okay? And so I decided to go take a look. And that's when uh, this whole An- Anunnaki, the Nephilim, uh, Nibiru, that's when all of this comes into play in terms of the metaphysical aspects of alchemy as opposed to the physical, fake, synthetic aspects of alchemy with the robots because there's a convergence and that's an interesting word that you'll find used consistently uh, today within these realms you'll find that word convergence uh, I, I can call it a a node point a point where the energy is the greatest but you can use any word you want but the point is these two things are happening simultaneously because the synth the synthetics uh, are producing a fake reality to correspond with what's really going on in terms of the movements that's occurring in the cosmos. Again, that's why you see them uh, geoengineering the atmosphere. Because when you look at the Anunnaki, they use gold to geoengineer their atmosphere for exactly the same reasons that these people are telling us Okay, because their planet was being destroyed based on uh, the destruction that had occurred in their atmosphere. And so they use gold. They come to different planets uh, throughout the cosmos uh, looking for gold. And uh, this, this planet happened to have an abundance of gold. And so they created a species to help them to mine that gold to take back to their planet. Uh, but in, in the process of doing that, they had an, uh, a ship orbiting uh, this planet uh, all the time uh, who would uh, get the gold, take it to the moon and Mars, where they had uh, tanker ships, if you will, to that, like an oil tanker. Uh, these were gold, gold tanker spaceships that could haul uh, tons and tons of gold. One of them was 30 miles long. That's the one, if you, you Google objects found on moon, you will see this long thing that looks like a ship. And they've been trying to figure out what the hell is it. Or they probably already know what it is. They just don't want us to know what it is. And it just happens to be on the dark side of the moon. This thing is 30 miles long. Now, I saw that before I even got into this stuff, okay? And so mm-hmm. when, I, when I, I'm studying this stuff with the Anunnaki, and they point out that they got uh, two ships 
uh, to carry the gold back. And then I look at uh, what's the most prominent talked about form of currency today. It's not the yuan. It's not the ruble. It's not the dollar. It's not any of that. It's gold. And the fact that uh, most other uh, people who have a sustainable economies want to have their currency backed by something of value. And so they're choosing gold. And that's why one of the first things you see occurring after they attack these countries, they just did it to Ukraine. They take their gold. They did the same thing in Libya. Okay? So you see this happening over and over and over. And you, you would say to yourself logically, well, if they... Uh, attempting to take over the countries, we understand that. Well, why can't the government that you just put in there, why can't you allow them to keep their own uh, uh, resources uh, to do the things that they say they're going to do for their people? But they don't do that. They take the goal, and then they put the people under austerity to make you yeah, more than you were before you overthrew the government. Go ahead, Queen. Well, you know, here in the United States of America in 1933, They took our gold, Um, the president uh, made an order or whatever you call that, that uh, we had to turn in all of our gold. And that was 1933, and that's when the Federal Reserve came into place. That is correct. And I'll tell you something else, sister. That, too, was a whole part of the Jewish takeover. Mm -hmm. That began with the Balfour Declaration. Uh, at the turn of the last century, and that Lord Balfour was being leaned on by Theodore Herzl uh, to uh, pass and implement the Balfour Declaration uh, so that they could establish a domain for so-called Jews. And so what happened was he couldn't get it passed until after the establishment of something called the League of Nations. Okay, that's in 1917, and that when you look at the people behind the League of Nations, you'll find very prominent Jewish people, including Edward Bernays, okay, who they say was the most important person of the last 100 years, okay, the father of psychology in this country, or the father of, of implementing control systems in this country, and who Hitler and his people uh, used a program <coughs> to push uh, Nazism, and, and coincidentally, or maybe not so, uh, we got the same system being re-implemented today because those people, of which uh, much of Ukraine uh, has a Nazi history uh, par excellence, uh, you'll find uh, that uh, the, the same thing is occurring here because some of those Nazis after World War II were brought here in Operation Paperclip. Uh, and put in high positions of authority as time went on, uh, who became the developers of technology and and, and scientific dictum, uh, if you will. And uh, you'll find the same thing in the Soviet Union because they split the Nazis uh, and split up Germany where you had East and West. And each of these uh, two bastards uh, controlled one part or half of the uh, country of Germany. Uh, And so when you look at that, you see these Nazis never went away they were just incorporated into systems that were already in place. Uh, and now we see the fruits of that labor. 
but incorporated in Nazism with Zionism. Because after the founding of uh, the, uh, 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 the League of Nations, the Balfour Declaration would subsequently be passed. All they had to do now was to get the, the Jews to be able to leave this country and go to Israel. So what they did was they faked uh, 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 fake suffering on part of Jews where we, when we really look critically, uh, we see uh, very prominent Jews supporting the Nazis, okay, and that there will be something uh, put in play based on propaganda called the transfer agreement where Theodore Herzl and others would uh, propagate the rumor that, uh, and this goes all the way back again, way before, 30, 30-some years before World War One in the early 1900s. They were running around talking about there's going to be a holocaust of 6 million Jews. And that there never was a holocaust of 6 million Jews, and that was admitted even after World War Two that there was no 6 million Jews Killed. Now, this ain't me. You can go and read the, the excerpts from the uh, trials that went on after World War II. But they continue to perpetuate the myth using control of the media. And in some countries, if you even talk about this, they'll lock you up. They will lock you up because they put that system of control in. And so as a result of World War II and the propaganda that brought about the signing of the uh, transfer agreement where the rich Jews were allowed to uh, move all of their riches out of Germany into Palestine, okay, (laughs) and that the poor Jews would be sacrificed on the altar of the building of the so-called Israeli homeland in Palestine. They were originally talking about going to Uganda, but it didn't happen, okay? If you can imagine white people going to Uganda and saying, this is our homeland. Times I just, you know, man, oh, man. They can't. <laughs> and and, and like, like you were just talking about the bank and how the banking system is the one that uh, funds the wars and everything. Well, it's already a known fact that the Bush uh, family grandfather uh, was the banker that funded Hitler. That is correct. He was one of them, Jeb uh, Bush. One of them, yeah. And, yeah, and many of those people who were termed the robber barons. That, that was the name that was given them. And, and that's interesting and good that you mentioned that, sister, because you look at the players today. We got offshoots of Bush, the daddy, the old, the old, old man, are basically at the apex of this Nazi thing in this country that's killing people and bankers and everything else right now. Yes. So again, it's not very much has changed. That's real. Okay. So I'm just looking at all that sister. And then, so I had to know about the Anunnaki and this thing that they call the event found Mm -hmm. of this one particular uh, article is entitled Inanna Returns. Now, I'm thinking in terms of Emma Yatolo, Sirius C. So then I look at that, I see this picture of this uh, female deity uh, in India that they call Inanna. Now, I know, sister, like Emma Yah, 
it's that's a black woman's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Nana B and Mama B. I don't know no white people. I'm not saying they ain't out there, but I'm just saying those designations, those names have been dominant in older black women in this country for as long as I can remember. Everybody I know had a Mama Betty in their family. <laughs> and many people had Nana. So the name of this article is Inana Returns. <laughs> Whoa. You have yeah. got to be kidding. Okay? And that, that, again, is in line with Sirius C, which many say is in fact Nibiru. Okay? I'm in a sister. That's when my antenna went up. For anybody to pull up this article, in honor returns, you can get it at Metaphysical Musing, Metaphysical Musing dot com, Metaphysical Musing m u s i n g dot com. Uh, you'll see that picture on the cover, and you can just look at her. Uh, look at how she cut, and know that's a sister. One thing we do know that that ain't no white woman. Right. That ain't Mary, okay? And the reason that they put Mary in all them flowing gowns, okay, because she had no cut. Oh, that's a little joke. But... That's all right. Y'all don't have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We just, we just go ahead now, on. Go ahead. Now, now Robert, uh, X, are you taking any phone calls? Because we have some, or someone that wants to ask you a question. Sure, sure. I was oh, just okay. ready to go into, uh, just to let everybody know, the event, Bank of Suicide and the Return of the Anunnaki. So we see now, yesterday and today, coinciding. So go ahead and take the okay. call. Okay, then we'll get into the event. Okay, area call 313-333. Hello? All right. Going once, going twice. Okay, go into the event. Robert okay, Day. okay. This is this is from uh, in five D, i n five D dot com. The event, uh, Bank of Suicide and the Return of the Anunnaki. Okay, and I, I just find it. I'm probably one of the only people in the country, sister, that will align these bankers up. You know, they deaths with <laughs> with Anunnaki. And then got a, enough nerve to go and find articles <laughs> printed on the subject. So, anyway, here's what they say in this article. It's from February 26, 2014, in 5D. That's the website.com. They say a major portal has opened over Maui, which is the heart chakra of the planet. And there have been 20 others. The Earth, uh, oh, by the way, family, let me interject this. If you Google fireballs all over the planet, I'm sure you'll find some very interesting stuff. Because as I told my people yesterday, don't look for the aliens. They're already here. They keep telling us that all these fireballs, it's just, it's just they're everywhere. They lightning up the whole sky in some cases, and then they just disappear, just like these orbs that are in the sky. People watch them long enough, they may break into three or more pieces, 
right? It's almost mm-hmm. as if there's a mother that's letting their children go out to play. Y'all go out and play, and then you see them doing all kind of crazy little things, and then they go off on their own, but the mother's still sitting there in that one spot. Then later on, they all come back together, and then what really gets me, sister, is they always seem to form a, a, a tetrahedron, a triangle. And then yeah. they'll go into one ball. They go back into one ball. And what's really uh, fascinating to me is that many times they'll form a right triangle. And I say, wow, there can't be no accident that these these things <laughs> form a right triangles, and then they they will remerge into one thing. So just wanted to throw that in there. But anyway, they say the Earth is now being flooded with light and higher dimensional light beings. Uh, uh, these things, are, these higher civilizations, are appearing globally. This is a precursor to the event. The event, the timing of the event, is tied into the awakening of humanity on Earth, now foreseen as spring or early summer of this year. Uh, not it, this is not without challenges. Whenever a higher consciousness enters. Lower consciousness rises to meet it. Uh, this creates chaos. Uh, letting go of the old paradigm for the new paradigm uh, to take its place. Uh, these change uh, these changes create chaos, which is letting go of the old paradigm for the new paradigm to take its place. The intellect and the ego must surrender to the heart. The heart is your soul connection, and the soul is the path to the God creator spirit. They go on to say, some bankers know too much and have been removed due to cooperation with global investigative authorities. Only eight suicides have reached the press, yet the true numbers are close to 20, and this will continue. See, the major press in this country only talks about the number of bank bankers that have been killed uh, for the most part within this year. But mm-hmm. I've been tracking it myself, and I have at least 14 to 16 bankers uh, in Britain or in other parts of Europe just jumping off buildings uh, for no real good reason. But anyway, they go on here to say this entire economic system is not frequency-specific. It is out of alignment with unity consciousness and universal law. There are forces beyond the fallen Anunnaki the regenerate ETs and demonic realms. These are forces beyond the Illuminati. There's a grand awakening on a soul level. Then they go on to say, the benevolent Anunnaki, the bearded gods of old, and the Council of Twelve, now mostly women, are back. And there's a grand recall and reconciliation of the fallen ones left to oversee. They're standing before the council in extreme embarrassment for what they've done outside of universal law. The Andromedan, the Acturian, the Palladian, the Lyrian, the Syrian, and the Orion councils of light are also coming into play, ending the prime directive, a hands-off program of the past. The controllers, or predators, which are regenerate ETs and demonics, are being removed. They are being removed. They go on to say, in in closing, this spring, 
the people will remember that those vials and masks are coming down. They say James Gilliland stated that the event would most likely occur between March and July of 2014. They've been telling us that between March and July, everything is going to get turned around. And, sister, I see this all over the place. But they, they talk about different phenomena, but it's really interesting that you keep hearing that uh, from March and, and April is one of those months they say really crazy stuff is supposed to go on. But I just got through, and people can go to Sign of the Times, the events of March 2014. Sign of the Times, the events of March 2014, forward slash YouTube. Watch that video of events that occurred during March, just last month of 2014, and watch in amazement. At all the unnatural stuff, or is it natural, based on movements in the cosmos, that just went down last month. It's mind-blowing. And it will make you sit up and think about who and what you are and what's real and what's not. Because one thing you're not going to see on there is NBA playoffs. Because that's totally irrelevant. All of it is totally irrelevant. It's all fake. Paradigm. None of it is real because it's controlled by officials who cannot be questioned because officials like judges are gods. And that's why you got all the black men who've been sentenced to prison for stuff that they didn't do by the so-called gods, and they don't change the system or get removed off the bench because they're officials. And NBA referees, brothers, can come out and get caught fixing games and get ready to point the finger at other officials, and they get taken off the scene. Officials, and that's why police can shoot unarmed homeless people and beat Easter hell out of people who ain't upset because they are officials. What I'm saying, family, is none of this is real. Uh It's all fake. No, I'm just uh, agreeing with you. So now we can see that we are moving into Illuminati, uh, Illuminati, into Anunnaki, okay? And uh, again, this stuff is real. And, you know, it sounds unreal, sister. It really does. And I understand people who think that it's not. So one of the things that I'm fond of is putting these things out there because I know I don't look for things in a dishonest manner. I look for honest interpretation of things uh, to try to give a balanced view, if at all possible. But when I see the level of, 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 of dirty stuff, it, it's kind of difficult sometimes. And this is why I have no empathy for these people who call themselves Jews. Uh, because, man, out of all the white people, 
they're murderers, monsters. They're monsters. And I'm specifically talking about the Zionists. These are straight monsters and are not a part of any human construct. You cannot do the stuff that they do to people. You cannot blow up babies and call yourself human. What is that? Even though I know they got stuff like that in the book of Joshua, you know, where, uh, where Joshua was told to just go and kill everything. And, and you know, this is a scripture that many black people believe in. And, you know, he said, well, why should he don't Don't question me. I'm God. I'm a fish. Uh, and by the way, one of the best cuts you'll ever hear by Brother Jay Diller is official. Some listeners out there just put in Jay Diller forward slash official. And you it'll it'll bring back some memories for you, okay? Uh, but that's why I'm going on on this official thing because Detroit is never far from my heart. It's never far from my heart. Ever. And it was like that even before I ever set foot in Detroit. It's, it's always, I don't know, I can tell you why. Uh, it's just always been like the place I should have been because it's a black city as opposed to the Negro city uh, where we got black people who hate each other so much, sister, uh, that they will put a Zionist Jew over them and get down on their knees and suck his toes for three, four dollars. And the people that's elbowing and pushing everybody out, out of line to get that three, four dollars is the preachers. You won't go anywhere in this country find a more corrupt, uh, subordinate, uh, uh, sexually compromised group of people than these Negro just running the city of Chicago. Uh, in terms well, of- we, we're, not, we, we're not too far uh, behind you with that here. We have that going on here. We have a white mayor, and we got the preachers doing the same thing, and some of the activists. So it's the I same know. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that it's magnified here because there's more of us here than in mm-hmm. Detroit. So yeah. if you can imagine, double the black population of Detroit. And add the violence that go with it. And add the churches that mm-hmm. go with it. And then you see what I mean. And so that's why Chicago is one of those places that the, the national uh, uh, leadership authorities, small authorities, always come to Chicago and, and pull these Negroes up out the ground and, you know, throw some water on them and call them leaders. They're a pitiful lot, sister. They're pitiful. And and so that's why people like me, uh, they know I'm out here. They know I'm in the ether. So what they do to people like me is attempt to limit our voices, okay? Where I'm going to give everybody a classic example. Uh, you had a Negro woman here who's a part of this elite, I call it the bitch clique. Uh, 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 Valerie Jarrett was a part of it. You've got this uh, uh, this Rice family. Uh, 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 what's her name? It's a woman who uh, was allowed to circulate a free uh, 
periodical in the major newspaper here named uh, Hermine Hartman. Well, she was married to a Jew. Uh, You've got others here, very prominent women that we've termed the bitch clique. And I'm not saying that in terms of a sexual connotation because like Tupac told us many years ago, uh, bitches ain't got no sex. I'm talking about behavior. The people who have determined that they're going to serve white people uh, to the detriment uh, of black people. They love the white thing more than they do the black thing. And so Bitch Click uh, has been running rampant, and that's why uh, they have a bunch of white bitches now. Uh, Victoria Newland uh, was one of those white bitches. Uh, the, this, this, this bitch, this black bitch uh, uh, at the UN, very nasty woman who wants to run all over the planet and kill people. Who wants to threaten people? Don't you don't you do this? I forget her name, but she's a rice too. Okay? Oh, so Condoleezza wasn't the only rice uh that we had. We got another rice. And that all these women, uh they the stuff that I read, sister, mainstream stuff, points out that they have to have bigger gonads than men in order to advance uh inside the beltway. Okay? Uh, and so what that, Susan Rice in the chat room. Yeah, Susan, yeah Rice. Susan Rice. She's another one. Uh, let's go and kill Gaddafi. And then Hillary Clinton comes out and says, he came, we saw, we, and makes jokes. And then you had this other woman who, uh, who was the uh, Secretary of State, this Jewish woman who ran away from Eastern Europe and said that she didn't know that her family was Jews. Uh, they asked her a question uh, in a setting about a half a million children being killed in Iraq, they ask her if it was worth it, and she says, oh, well, yes, it's worth it. It's worth it to kill a half a million children and basically bomb a country into submission? What kind of women are these? Like That's said, why we turn them click. the bitch click. Yeah. Well, Robert okay. X, we got five more minutes, and I just want to wow. let the people know that we will be uh, doing a part four tomorrow at 9 yes. p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8 p.m. Chicago Time. And uh, we have some people on the line, and so we're going to answer these uh, callers after the show is off on the computer. But if you call 347 215 you will still be able to hear the conversation. So yes. uh, do you want to um, uh, give them your website again, Robert S., before we go okay. off the air on the computer? Yeah, you can contact me at mccrayr9599 at yahoo.com. And even, even yeah. uh, you know, some of the white people, you know, y'all can send me some emails too. You know, I, I answer white people's emails. You see, my thing is, I just don't want you to leave African people. I, I think white people should be able to leave white people and leave everybody else alone. But you haven't shown the capacity to do that. No African people are invading white countries. No Arab people are invading white countries. It's white people that's invading people's countries, led by that Zionist. Now, eventually, he's going to turn on you. You wasp, he's already supplanted you in your major institutions. 
He's already corrupted. Every major institution in this country is crooked. None of it works. Who want to run around here and claim that there's a black problem? No. You got a Zionist problem that created the black problem because it's in their interest to keep the black problem undercover. That's what's going on. So if anybody has a call before we go off, I suggest you call in because I really don't have time to to get into anything else right now. Uh, We're going to start tomorrow with who are they and why are they here? Who are they and why are they here? And then we'll we'll get into the return of the elder race and the coming gateway of the fifth kingdom. That's fifth dimension. And then uh, we're going to get into some more alchemy dealing with the rising of the phoenix. And we're going to go back uh, to our little book, Pi and the English Alphabet. We'll come back after that and look at the great works of the ages, the great works, because that's a reference to alchemy, what alchemy really is supposed to represent, the great works. And then we're going to go back and revisit nanobots, mind control, and transhumanism, the future of consciousness, and then we'll end up with trans-evolution, ridding the planet of these damn pesky humans. That's the title of the article. And then we'll give you a good 15 to 20 other sources that you can go and look at to deal with Anunnaki and fallen angels and that kind of thing. And if you choose to go and get books uh, and, and things of that nature, you will have no problem finding books on the subject matter. But that's just a little preview of wh- where we and how we're going to wrap this up tomorrow. Okay? Great. Okay, so, we have some calls now. And also send your donations to uh, Brother Robert X to help him with his research. He has given us a lot of the information. He's given us where we can go find the information. So help support him with his research. I'm going to take a call, area code 310261. Oh, I was Okay, you had your hand raised. I was just listening, though. Okay, okay thank brother. you. Okay, okay. Uh, area code 773-396. 773-396. Okay. Somebody else just listening. Right. Let's go to area code 313-333. Hello, hello. Um, Brother Robert S., I'll tell how you doing. Uh, I met you down when you came down in in Spoken Detroit. I sat in the front now. It was a pleasure to meet you. And um, we did. We, you definitely did some magic when you came down there. My question <laughs> to you: You probably remember me, man. We 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 shared a brotherly hug, and uh, you know, and I was yes, there sir, for I the three days. Let me yeah, put it like yeah. this: You you're a fairly ample brother. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Yes, sir. I remember the voice, brother. Yes, sir. And, and the password. Uh, yes, sir. That's... <laughs> All right, listen, I was... Uh, you were talking about earlier, you were talking about um, the rise of the machines, and then you went on to um, briefly going to the, um, basically the rise of the Anunnaki. And, and I was wondering, I've heard other um, metaphysical researchers like, uh, you know, um, Bobby and uh, Brother Phil uh, basically suggest that there was, there isn't a, them out well not that it's not a them out there but we shouldn't be looking for them out there because it's basically the rise the rise is us and it's all lining up with the um you know the 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 age of aquarius and you know and the kundalini uh, of people all around the ascension so what is your take on that because do you see this rise of the machines actually uh, playing out with with conjunction of our ascension, um, yes. or or do you see uh, in, uh, intergalactic uh, intervention? I, and I have much respect for both of them, brothers. But let me put it like this: you cannot go and deal with any ancient text where mm-hmm. the alien intervention is not mentioned. That's the whole point of all of this. The Sumerians, we'll get to this tomorrow, the Sumerians point out that much of what they know comes from the aliens and that it has an alchemical foundation. The science mm-hmm. is alchemy. So, right. you know, with all due respect to those two brothers, uh, that alien thing is real. This is, this right. is, you know, maybe this is something that they, you know, missed or I don't know, <laughs> but it's real and it corresponds. Uh, with the Kali Yuga, the the changes are going to occur in the cosmos, which corresponds with the rising of the Kundalini, if you will, the mm-hmm. rising of consciousness that's based on the changes that are occurring in the cosmos. Okay? That's mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that in order to neutralize that, we got SSRIs uh, calcifying the pineal gland because they already knew this. Uh, we got mm. fluoride in the water that calcifies the pineal gland, which is the apex of the rising of kundalini. So what I'm saying right. is they're creating the robots at that level, and they're geoengineering the atmosphere on a physical level and chemically altering the human construct uh to prevent the rising of the spirit in the people. Mm. So to bring about their synthesis, which is fake, of the new ro- of the new era of man, synthetic. So the point mm. is, there's a counter move by this evil thing, if you will, for every move that's happening at the spiritual level. That's mm. what I see going on. Mm. Wow. That makes sense. Cool, man. Thanks. Uh, I can't wait to uh, see you again, brother. I'm going to keep uh, track of what you're doing out there. And uh, once again, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. 
pleasure is mine, brother. And I, I look to see you sometime around June. Uh, I'm going to come there and kind of lay out some uh, economic things there. I haven't done that in Detroit for some time. Uh, so we're going to come there, and hopefully before I get there, I'll be able to launch something on Sister Beverly's program that will allow uh-huh. for the family uh, to begin to assist in all of us aiding in the ascension or the rising of spiritual consciousness in all of our people without aid of of uh, other people basically dictating to us. So just stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to open Absolutely. up something here that I think that everybody around the country will be able to benefit in terms of African people and the reestablishment or the establishing of a, a base of concern uh, where we'll have some, some place to, of refuge. And I just think that Detroit, is going to play a pivotal role in that. That's just me. Yeah. It's funny that you say that just before I leave. I mean, but it's funny that you say that because, uh, brother Omar Johnson, he, you guys sound like you're on the same path in that respect. So it'd be, it'd be cool for you guys to come together and, you know, and, and, um, try to forward that progress is definitely well overdue. Good night to you both. Uh, hotel. Hotel. Brother. Hotel. I, I won't even come to and laugh. I'll just say, let's go to the next call. <laughs> yes, the, the next caller is area code 843-610. 843-610. Greetings, greetings, Empress Beth D. How are you this evening? Greetings. Great. Hotel family. Greetings, brother. Um, I wanted to ask about that a few of those websites you gave, um, but I think I listened to it in the archive. Um, kind of grabbed me with the connection with the um, uh, how can I say it? Those uh, so-called alien beings. Um, yes, I've been getting some signs of what you were speaking of earlier about um I think you said something about they uh been in contact with a, a female energy that's an alien and uh she's a sister. Yes. That's, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you're talking about uh Emma Yatolo. Yeah. Yes indeed. Yeah, that's that's Sirius C. That's the that's the designation that they've given to Sirius C. I'm talking about the Dogon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, see, I, I guess, I guess you're vibing on what I'm saying because for some reason, um, I've been hearing and seeing things in reference to these supreme beings that's coming back are going to look like us. Yes. Yes, I heard a very prominent white boy go on national television and say that they went to, uh, I think it was Mars, and that. They saw black people on Mars. Mm. Our brother, I almost choked when I heard this white boy say that. Because, again, if they find them and they, they ain't pale skin, man, you ain't going to tell you. Of course not. Of he course sat right not. there and said it, brother. Wow. wow. It was either Mars or Saturn. You can Google it. <laughs> it blew me away, man. And then when you Google it, make sure you YouTube it. So you can see for yourself this white boy sitting up there talking about people, black people that they saw. Brother, 
The Vatican has a one of the largest telescopes. We peeped this back in the early 2000s. And I'm sorry, in the early 90s. They have a uh, one of the largest telescopes. I believe it's in Arizona, uh, and they named this telescope Lucifer. And it let you know that if they set up this thing that we call Christianity, right? They're the basically the offshoot of the beginnings of the Roman uh, uh, Judeo-Christian ethic. And they tell us that they're looking for ETs out there, right? They said the only thing they want to do. Is baptizing. They want to throw some holy water on him, right? And make mm. him one of them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I told and, everybody and, the and, reason that the Pope stepped down was because they wanted him to tell the people that Jesus was the so called person that they claimed to be Jesus was a product of alien human interaction and that he refused to do it. Wow. Hmm, that's interesting. That's very yeah, just interesting. Just add that to the mix, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to look forward to your conversation tomorrow. But, again, could you uh, give your email address also? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. M-C-C-R-A-Y-R-9599 at Yahoo. And, and, and again, for the white people, y'all can send me emails. I won't call you at your name. If it's a legitimate question that you have, I will answer it because I don't harbor any ill will. What I want you to do is to confront your people about what they're doing to all other people on the planet. And maybe we can have some peace in this. Hmm. That's exactly why they're trying to eliminate uh, I just want to say one more thing, uh, Empress. Ahead, That's ahead. another reason why they're trying to uh, get the guns away, because um, yes. mm-hmm. sooner or later that is basically what's going to happen, with or without that the guns. That is correct. The people yes, are going to realize that, you know, that one, 3% or the government corporation are opposing righteousness, you know, and truth. And, they, you know, they're trying to point the finger at us, but, you know... <laughs> That's we're just right. loving people. We're just we're just loving humanitarian people. You know, we're just like a summer breeze. That's right. You know. No question about it. So Thank you for that moment, Aunt. Go ahead, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look forward to you, man. Thank you. Definitely. Blessings. Blessings. Hotel. Blessings. Well, Robert X, we will continue this tomorrow. I look forward to it, Queen. Okay. No and question thank about you so it. much and we appreciate you. Thank you. Much love. Yeah, family. Okay. Good night. Well, we will be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So join us again. Roots music for the 21st century. Reality music. Wisdom and power, the Rastaman from the island of Jamaica to Hawaii, internationally to the world. Reality, oh, oh. reality, na na. Reality, oh yeah. Reality, na 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 na. Reality, oh yeah. Reality. 
Nertec ODT, Remedjapant, 75 milligrams for migraine attacks. Does the fear of running out of medication stop you from treating every migraine attack? If so, ask about two eight-packs per month. That's 16 tablets, and most insurance plans cover it. Nertec ODT is approved for the acute treatment of migraine attacks and preventive treatment of episodic migraine in adults. Don't take if allergic to Nertec ODT or any of its ingredients. Allergic reactions can occur even days after using and include trouble breathing, rash, and swelling of the face, mouth, tongue, or throat. Most common side effects were nausea and indigestion stomach pain. A maximum dose of 75 milligrams can be taken daily to treat migraine attacks or every other day to prevent them. The safety of using more than 18 doses of Nertec ODT in a 30-day period has not been established. For full prescribing information, call 1-833-4-NERTEC or visit nertec.com. Double the packs to treat more migraine attacks. Ask your doctor if two eight-packs of Nertec ODT is right for you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.